Our movie this week is continuing our four-part Thornbirds, which is actually it's not Thornbirds, so I don't want to I don't want to worry you that you missed episode one of Thornbirds. But our movie this week is Caddyshack, and this is part two of four our mini series on Caddyshack. Yeah, if you could see us air quoting Thornbirds, this would make a lot more sense. That's right. I mean, everybody loves an Australian set uh, mini series that everybody's parents watched. But we have never seen. Right. Because Richard it was, Chamberlain. We already went to bed because it was like, oh, they're watching. It's an adult love story. Boring. It's an adult love and story. And it involves like a clergyman. It's got all yeah, sorts of stuff going on. It's got all sorts I mean, of stuff. But yeah. if, if Richard Chamberlain were to have been in Caddyshack, he would have played Ty Webb. Yeah, wow. Bold. Going bold there from the front, you think? Yeah. I mean, Ty Webb is our next character up. This is Chevy Chase. And he plays the eccentric, rich... You know, almost kind of ne'er do well. You you sort of assume he inherited everything. Well, he did, and I'm pretty certain that that's right because we discover later in the film that Judge Smales and Ty's father started the club. We so built that this implies club. that that his dad had all the monies, and he's like doesn't care about money such that he can just leave seventy thousand dollar checks lying around. Right, so, which I mean, is one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> But not that you're walking over my material here, Ken. Well, you know, that's no, what happens when you give me a microphone. I'm well, going you know, to over the good stuff. You're introduced to him through Danny Noonan, right? right? And, you know, it's funny. We haven't even mentioned Danny Noonan in the first episode, who is the, the plot line is Danny Noonan. It's yeah, the through line arc. is Danny. Yep, yep. It's a character arc of Danny Noonan who feels like he needs to get a scholarship to go to college because he is the oldest of eight or nine or however many children are in that house. <laughs> right. I, I counted, and it's at least 13, not counting the cousin. <laughs> not not counting cousin. Is it cousin Oliver? I think that's right, Oliver. Or no, that's the Brady Bunch. Yeah, that's right. That's Sorry. right. Um, but Ty Webb, you in, get introduced to him walking over the hill, and in this movie, he is probably the most, at the time, the most well-known, biggest star name in the movie, right? He's, he he's listed, the first build. Okay. Yep. And so... It all plays into he's the guy you want to be around, a guy who has an endless amount of money that doesn't care about it and likes the underdog kid, Danny Noonan. He really has an attachment to Danny Noonan. Although he calls him Betty. Right. And And what's the first one he calls him? He's like, "Uh, no, Danny, sir. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I know that when he calls him Betty, later there's, there's reference in one of the things I was reading that, of course, when... Chevy Chase, the actor, went on six years later to record the video with Paul Simon to You Can Call Me Al. Chevy Chase is the one who mouths the words, I can call you Betty. (laughs) (laughs) You know, whether or not it's a direct reference or not, it's still hilarious. Well, you get introduced to his philosophical dealings, which who knows what they were charged with. Um, As they're walking over, Danny's, you know, bemoaning. I got to go to college. I got to go to college. You don't got to go to college. Is this Russia? No, he's, he's like, like, oh, Danny, this isn't Russia. This isn't Russia. Is this Russia? Is this this Russia? isn't Russia, is it? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has no idea if he's in Russia or not. <laughs> right, exactly. But uh, just sort of that carefree attitude. And then he, you know, very quickly after that is taking a shot. And he's this world's greatest golfer, which is what you would be if you had all of the money. Right. And nothing else to do. And didn't care about anything. Well, the only other thing you're doing is preparing for dolphin season. So, I mean, what's, what else are you yes, doing? So he takes this blindfolded shot, and it lands perfectly in the fairway. 
and he's like, wow, that's amazing. He's like, you, you try it, Danny. And that this is a one of the famously most used quotes, I believe, is just relax, picture the shot, be the ball, Danny, just be the ball. You're not being the ball, Danny. It's kind of hard to be the ball when you keep talking. He's like, I'm not talking. I've stopped talking. I'm not talking. <laughs> <laughs> but the be the ball, Danny, be the ball, has been a... I just, so many people say it, they probably have yep. zero idea it comes from this movie. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you will see it referenced anytime somebody is watching golf on television. You will, like the actual game, not not the movie. Somebody will say, well, you know, be the ball. Be the <laughs> ball. Kinda, kinda but I mean, like even in other sports. I'll like, give you a little advice, Bill. There's a force in the universe that makes things happen. <laughs> and all you have to do is get in touch with it. Stop thinking. Let things happen and be the ball. Be the ball. Yeah. It's kind of hard to be the ball when you keep talking like that. <laughs> um. Ty is uh, is also the one who delivers. Like, again, we see most of his best stuff comes in his interactions with Danny. And it's just the where he plays this this philosopher. You know? Right. Or like, you know, an uncle. Yeah. The, your nice uncle is like, remember, Danny, two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights make a left. <laughs> You're like... And he he quotes the Zen philosopher Basho, except he's not actually quoting the Zen philosopher Basho, you know, and, and he goes on and he does have some great interactions then, not just with Danny, but also with Lacey Underall, right. the, uh, the, the woman who he describes as, well, you're, you're rather attractive for a um, beautiful girl with a great body. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, I wrote that one down too. I, I don't know why that is so funny to me, but you're rather attractive <laughs> for a beautiful girl with a great body. Yeah. And she says, sing me a love song. And then he goes into, which is clearly just some stupid ad lib thing. It's all, that whole scene is ad lib. He's like, I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you, but you were born to rub me first. I don't know how many times I've sung that song in my life. It's been more than I should have. (laughs) And not to anyone in particular. It's usually on a crazed walk by myself. Ah, uh, yeah, you're that guy. But it's catchy. It is it's catchy. It's a catchy little yeah. ditty. That's... As they're sitting at, a, at that sweet 70s Hammond organ kind of yeah. thing, you know, because it's, it's all set to be like a church organ. Yeah, it didn't have any of the bossa nova behind it like it normally <laughs> should have. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's funny, like, he meets, um, he bumps into Judge in Smiles, the locker room yeah. up yeah. front. And Judge is like, oh, what'd you shoot? He's like, oh, I don't keep score. He's like, well, how do you measure yourself against other golfers? Oh, by height. <laughs> As he's towering over Judge Smith, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. And then the other one, well, you know, you should play with Dr. Beeper and myself. I mean, he's been club champion for three years running, and I'm no slouch myself. Don't sell yourself short, Judge. You're, you're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> you're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> I use that one, actually. Oh. oh, no, he's a tremendous slouch. That one... Yeah, I mean, if you haven't used that in your life, you're just not trying. You're, yeah, what are you even doing? When people are making excuses about or trying to be falsely humble, oh, I could never do that. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You could never do that. Let's <laughs> um, just, well, and he tells later in the film, he, he actually tells um, Al Trevick, he's like, you're, you're, you're not good. You're. <laughs> Yeah. You're actually terrible. Yeah, yeah, you're a terrible golfer. That's that's a oh gosh, that's a funny one too, but and that's uh before that when they're actually out in the match play, you know, they're trying to push him and he's like 
Ty can be on my team, and he's like, oh, I don't play, I don't golf for money against people. <laughs> and Rodney Dangerfield shoots back, what are you, religious or something? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to get one more Al Chervik in to the uh, I mean, Ty Webb episode. Of course, the best part is that Ty makes no sense when he says, I don't play golf for money against people. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Yeah. How else would you be playing uh, yeah, how, golf exactly, for money? Exactly. But it, yeah, I mean, none of it makes sense. And, and he just, again, rattles off those one-liners like he did in Fletch. He did in every other movie we've had him Wait, in. Wait, you were talking about uh, as he's... He's kind of, again, with Danny, just kind of on the practice screen, you assume, you know, and they're just kind of standing there and, and he's set up a bunch of balls all around the thing and he's kind of just joyfully tossing them, you know, hitting them seemingly at random and they're all going in except for the last one, you know, and he's like, and every time he hits it, he goes, no, 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 no. Right. That's which, which is the sound from uh, Steve Austin. Um, oh, the $6 million Steve Austin, man. $6 million man would do, no, 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 no. Anytime he would do something with his superpowers kind of deal. And then he misses the last one. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then uh, he gives Danny another kind of Zen philosophical line, you know, you know, in some, in some philosophies, the shortest distance between two, two points is a line in the opposite direction, and he hits the ball and it hops. And, and oh, he said that. I thought it said that. I thought he said that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. In the opposite direction. Oh, in the opposite direction. In the opposite direction. A donut without a hole <laughs> is a, this is the Basho line, yeah. yeah. And a donut without a hole is a Danish, but but uh, no. Um, and then as he's walking away, Danny's like. That was really impressive. He's like, "Thank you very little." Thank you. Thank you very little is the line I was I was working to get to there. You know, again, it's got other ones in the middle, but "Thank you very little" is a great line as you're walking away. Yeah, because oh. it's like the "I'm out" line. Thank you very little. <laughs> uh, you know, and then there's well, all the, the stuff with Lacey. All the stuff with Lacey is hilarious. Where he's, and I'll let you get to the line that we've. I don't know. We're sort of guarded about saying it because it doesn't seem very well, appropriate anymore. Yeah. But there is, it is kind of their their moment. But pr- building up to that part where she's like, who is this crazy person? And like, who who decorated your place? He's like, oh, I brought it all back from Vietnam. And she's like, here's an uncashed check for $70,000. He's like, have it. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> which, oh, no, yeah. It, she's which, like, and here's a summons. Ah, it's yours. It's yours. <laughs> which, which is similar. The have it line to me is similar to Dan Aykroyd. In trading places where he's like, what about these this dessert? He's like, you have it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Not, as, not meant the same intent, but all, I don't know why those lines make me just hysterically echo laugh. Echo one another, time. yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. she's like, who's your decorator? Benny Hanna? As it, you know, he's got a katana sword hanging on the wall and all this. And I brought most of that stuff back with me from Vietnam. He says, you were in the war? And he's, he starts limping and patting his hip. Nope. Homo. <laughs> Much better now, though. Much better now, though. <laughs> and again, yeah, it it's makes, a blazing saddles moment. It kind makes of zero sense. Um, but because he know, I mean, as he's as he's actually refilling a Perrier bottle, you know, because and he pretends the <laughs> and cat he pretends comes the cat, yeah, oh. it's just insane. And then uh, you know, they they proceed to uh, to you know to the patio as he says, you know, no, no, I guess it's before the patio, but they're lying in bed and he's giving her a massage and he spills oil all over her back and she's like, "You're crazy." Well, that's what they said about the son of Sam. He says, <laughs> <laughs> "Come on." <laughs> I don't know how often you could actually use that. 
you know, somebody accusing right. you of being crazy. Right. And you shouldn't use the line about why you didn't go to Vietnam. No, 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 so no. I, I downplay that urge, one a bit. We wouldn't urge the kids to do that anymore. But uh, My uncle says, you've got a screw loose, said Lacey. Well, your uncle molests colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny is they're as they're rolling through the movie, and two of their biggest stars, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase, haven't had a scene together, and there's right. no scene in the movie, so they actually force in this scene where Ty Webb is practicing at night after the bed is made before the actual right, and drops a ball turn. into Carl's hovel, which is a shack, which is the probably the greenskeeper's shack. Yeah. Right, and we don't want to walk over that episode because no, 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 no. Carl Spackler needs his own attention. But apparently there was a lot of tension filming that scene because they thought they might have some confrontation because in their Saturday Night Live days, they got in like a fist fight backstage. Yikes. Yeah, because I think because Chevy Chase had to be the top guy at SNL. Right. And, you know, I think Bill Murray left bef- even before Chevy Chase or uh, Chevy Chase left to do movies i think chevy left after the first year okay so 76 was the first season and he left right after to do movies yeah and bill murray was on for quite a while yeah, compared yeah. to that but and actually bill murray was sort of second run. that's right he was he was right after the first batch so yeah. who knows who the crazier of those two old men is at this point um from all accounts everybody loves bill murray now yeah but yeah. as a young man i don't think he was very easy to deal with i think uh, i think that may have been chemically uh, assisted. Right, right. It could be. <laughs> but uh, he... I don't know, but I... Uh, so, you know, they're palling up in the back and, and again, some of the good Carl Spackler lines in there, but uh, he inquires about, hey, we should hang out. And Ty's like, oh, yeah, drop by any time. Me- not meaning it, right? Right. But Carl asks him, you guys got a pool over there. He's like, oh, we have a pool and a pond, uh, Pond would be good for you. Uh, that I uh, that's pool pond. If you don't, if you again, this is pond another one. If you, you aren't using, we have a pool and a pond at some point in your life. You're yeah. just not trying because there are a lot of opportunities. No, that's right. Pond would be good for you is something I think of literally every time I see a pond in somebody's front yard. Yeah, and unfortunately, for one of my students in class last semester. Um, his last name was Pond. Oh, no. <laughs> so his nickname was Pooler Pond. <laughs> but. Uh, Can't wait for you to get a student with the last name as Packler. No, I don't. Hopefully that never happens. Yeah. Um, Do you think Ty and Spud Webb are related by uh, any chance? <laughs> just, just yeah, check. how they came up with Ty Webb. Now, Ty I mean, Webb. Judge. Tie me up with your ties, Ty. Ty. Yeah, Judge Smales is an obvious uh, character name. Elihu Smales. Elihu. Named out, you know, Elihu is also the first name of the founder of Yale. Yes, Elihu, Elihu Yale. There's Elihu Root was a very famous uh, Supreme Court justice. Oh. I mean, yeah, that's. It turns but out Ty, that's a wide Ty name. Webb, but, Ty Webb Ty is just Ty. kind of a rich kid, you know. Chaz, he could have been Chaz <laughs> or Chad, Chad or Brad or yeah, any of those twins. <laughs> but um, yeah, I you know I really love Ty Webb. I. It's, he's hard to relate to, but he's the guy you want to be around. He's the like he's the one character that's Joe Cool. He comes right. into the country club and he exhales smoke through his teeth. 
<laughs> which is like what in the world and they're like oh ty you know all yeah, the everybody are everybody exactly him. right and they all know that he's you know i mean even dr beeper is like well everybody thinks says you're the one to beat this year i didn't see your name on the club tournament and he's like well i guess you're gonna have to just keep beating yourself <laughs> yes <laughs> yes another quite inappropriate line yeah, exactly and exactly. which actually dr beeper uh compliments it's like oh that's good yeah yeah dr beeper is on the receiving end of a lot of the but of a lot of jokes in this film yeah as would be in a class warfare <laughs> you're not going to take too kindly to the lawyers and doctors which is what they are right <laughs> exactly right judge exactly males right. and a doctor yeah like the and two, then ty whom nobody knows what he does ty is a man of leisure man of leisure a trust fund child yeah, uh, yeah. obviously you have it <laughs> it's yours yeah Anything else to say about Ty Webb? I mean, the thing is, with these characters, so much as their interaction among themselves, and we'll come back to the Carl Spackler scene, because that's that's critical. You know, I think, again, Ty is really secluded to interactions with about three people total, and even just the Carl Spackler is just a throwaway scene right. that they jammed right. in. He really, it's just about him being sort of the mentor. Of Danny. Of Danny. Danny yeah. is a poor kid who's not a good student but feels like he has to go to college and Ty Webb is probably went to college he probably went to an awesome college that he didn't study at right which right. he actually kind of alludes to about when he's doing the that's right he had the he six had, million dollar man putting scene that's right where he's talking about you know who that guy was uh he got he was just putting at night with the daughter of the dean with the 15 year old daughter of the, the dean. 15 year old daughter of the dean <laughs> yeah you Ruff. know who that man was? And then he makes reference to some other person's Bob name. Bob <laughs> Hope? No. Um, was his roommate. But yeah, some made-up fictional name that I've used many times at a restaurant when they're calling Mitch. 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 Yeah. Uh, anyway. No, I, I again, I have a fondness for Ty Webb, but he's never really been my favorite character. And his quotes are tough. Yeah. Because they're, they're like, you would seem like a lunatic in most situations, using a tie web, <laughs> besides the ones that are so well known, like be the ball, be the ball, Danny. Um, you thank know, you very little. Thank you very little. <laughs> so, Ken, I would like to say for this episode, thank you very little. 